Welcome back, dear listeners. When I started the footnotes segment, it didn't occur to me that some months have more Mondays than other months. So this episode came at me fast and was a little bit of a surprise, but I am here and I have something pretty fun for you. If you will recall from the long episode at the beginning of the month, Agatha Christie, A Life of Mystery, in December of 1926, Agatha Christie, who was world famous already, disappeared for 11 days. Because she was a beloved author, a massive manhunt ensued. Her disappearance was every bit as suspicious as one of her mystery novels. They found her abandoned car run off the road into a tree with her winter coat left behind. Even more concerning, Agatha's car was found near what was called the silent pool. It was a spring of water where people frequently drowned. Some speculated that she killed herself, but no body was found. Keep in mind, her latest book, The Murder of Roger Ackroyd, was selling very well, so the idea that she would kill herself seemed very far-fetched. It sounds like depression wasn't much talked about. In truth, her mental state wasn't great at the time of her disappearance. Her mother, whom she had been extremely close with, had died, and her marriage to Archie Christie was unraveling as he had taken up with a mistress. Over the first few days of her disappearance, the press was having an absolute field day. The story was sensational, and everyone wanted to speculate. This was like a plot out of one of Christie's own novels. For this next part, we need to back up for just a second. Spiritualism was the belief that mediums could commune with the dead. Starting in the 1840s, this belief system, it was considered a religion, grew more and more prominent. With the sheer volume of slaughter in the First World War, we're talking almost an entire generation of young men killed, spiritualism really ramped up. By the time of Agatha's disappearance, there were spiritualists in all levels of government, and it was considered a legit thing. We will be talking about this at length next month, but the Grand Master of Spiritualists was none other than Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, yes, of Sherlock Holmes fame the man who advocated logic above all else was a raging spiritualist. Agatha and Doyle weren't close or anything like that. They maybe were introduced at a party. Agatha had been inspired by Doyle's own detective novels. But the police, having no leads and no ideas on where Miss Christie could be, actually asked Doyle, as well as fellow crime writer Dorothy Sayers, to help with the investigation. The thinking was that the crime writers, with their imagination for crime, would be able to see some angle that the investigators had missed. Dorothy, for her part, went to the scene of Agatha's abandoned car and had a look around, but didn't find anything. Doyle, however, took it up a notch. He took one of Agatha's gloves and brought it to a famous medium. The medium didn't know where she was, but said that she was still alive. Police found Agatha 11 days later at a spa in Harrogate, which she had actually told someone in a letter before she left that she'd be going there. I'm unclear if the letter was kept hidden until after the fact or not. People were pretty mad when she was discovered safe and sound because people are terrible, but it was believed that the whole thing had been a publicity stunt or a hoax to get back at her husband. She had checked into the hotel under the mistress's name after all. Anyway, Doyle believed the fact that the medium got it right that she was alive was further proof in spiritualism, which have no words for right now, but like I said, we will be talking about it at length next month. I hope you've enjoyed this month-long journey into Agatha Christie's life. 
Join me next week as we discuss the eerie tale of the life of a magician among the spirits. <laughs>